Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of Luke, 22, verses 54 to 62. Then they seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. But Peter was following at a distance. When they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him in the firelight, stared at him and said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A little later, someone else on seeing him said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Then about an hour later, still another kept insisting, Surely this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are talking about. At that moment, while he was still speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had heard him, how he had said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be God. My name is Nesbitt Spoon. You might say I'm an average kind of a person. Today was an average kind of day, except I left the office early to visit my doctor. What he had to tell me was just about the worst news anyone could hear. Before I could even deal with it, I went through some pretty typical reactions. Anybody would have got this kind of news. You would, I would, anybody. Nurse, send in my next patient, please. Good afternoon, Doctor. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Uh, come in, Mr. Spoon. Come in, yes. Uh, sit down, sit down, please. Thank you, Doctor. Uh, uh, Mr. Spoon, I have something important to, uh, to tell you. Um, I'm afraid it's going to be something of a shock. Is something wrong, Doctor? Uh, Mr. Spoon, it's like this. You only have a limited time left to live. Limited time? How, how long do I have? You have exactly five minutes. Did I hear you correctly? Five minutes? Yes. Five? You kidding? Boy, Doc, you know you've got a wild sense of humor. <laughs> this is a joke, right? Doctors don't joke. Well, it's good my condition isn't as serious as it could be, huh? Five minutes. Well, it was five minutes. It's now four minutes and 37 uh, seconds. No, 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 I can't be. My horoscope said nothing about this. Nice weather today, isn't it? I can't believe it. Uh, Mr. Spoon. That's it, Doctor. You've got me mixed with another spoon. There's lots of spoons in this town. It would be nice to believe that, but we must be realistic. Damn. Damn. No, 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 no! Why me? Why me? Where I go? Why me? Why me? Why me? Why, why, why? I hate you! I 
sympathize. It's natural to feel angry. That's who you I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue you black, white, and blue. Mr. Spoon, calm down. No, 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 you, it's not. It's not my fault. No, I can't whack. It's take the money and run. And I end up so much, and you're bowling, kill me, and you're asking, I have to win. Don't you think you should lie down? I'll die. Standing up, thank you very much. <laughs> 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 After that, <laughs> I'm uh, very sorry I made a mistake and I put um, today's and next Sunday's. Um, parts of the video together today. So the first part is what we are addressing today, only denial, denial. And you heard the scripture, we are not in Holy Week. So this, the, the, the passage that, uh, that was read, typically it, we call Peter's denial, Peter's denial, right? So. Let me tell you a story. It was the year 2003, and my our second daughter, Sabrina, was uh, getting married. She was getting married in the summer uh, of 2003 in uh, Oregon, in Corvallis, Oregon, and uh, she was getting married to Joel, and we were all happy and celebrated celebrating and they went to premarital counseling with a couple they chose because they had many years of marriage and they were very nice so i questioned that we were living in boston at the time i questioned that and i said are they ministers of any kind no they're not but they're christians and I asked, are they counselors of any kind? And they said, no, but they're very nice people. So they went for premarital counseling. And to make a long story short, the whole thing ended up with them telling Joel that he better didn't marry uh, Sabrina. And Joel got cold feet, got scared, and called it off. Uh, we had already rented the chairs for the uh, reception that was going to be in the backyard of this very couple, the same couple, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we had already bought the uh, the wedding dress for Sabrina, which was a summer dress, you know, with spaghetti straps and all that stuff, and uh, and and the girls, the the, the, the bridesmaids, had bought their own, uh, likewise, summer dresses. Uh, Joel called her off. Let me tell you a reaction, my reaction. My reaction was, no, not in our family. No, this is not happening in our family. This happens in movies, right? Not in our family. Uh, we are not that kind of people. We, we, we don't do this kind of thing. We, we, we don't have this kind of setback in our family. Uh, no, 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 this is not happening. This is not happening. You must be, you probably misunderstood him. 
talked to him. He, he made he needs to reconsider because this is ridiculous. No, 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 no. So I know what denial is. I learned. Well, the whole story ends with them getting married finally after counseling, going to counseling for six months, getting married in January in Oregon with the spaghetti straps, uh, uh, dresses and all that. So it was a very cold wedding. Um, and, and this year, well, next January, they celebrate 20 years of marriage. So the counseling beforehand paid off. Uh, that was a great thing. But, um, but the key, the, the, the key thought that I want to convey, convey to you this morning is that we react with denial. We react with uh, unbelief when something hit us that is unexpected and that is not good. That is not good news. Not good news, like the one in the video. Not good news, the worst news you can get. First of all, I want to say that if you read the newsletter, you're apprised of the process we're going to follow with this uh, step in our healing process, and, and that is um, having these four Sundays beginning today and three more until September 3rd, um, talking about issues of pain and how we deal with pain. Uh, the second thing is that you see tables here in front. So right after this message is over, you will have an opportunity to come forward to each table, as many people as can do it. Pick up a piece of fabric from the box. There is one box on this side and one box on another in, in that side. Pick a piece of fabric and a Sharpie and write on the fabric a thought, a feeling, a wish, a need, a prayer. We will, the artists in our congregation will make a piece of art with that with those pieces of fabric. So when you are done writing, you will put it in the basket that is on the other side, at each side of the stage, or the platform, rather. I was corrected once and told that we shouldn't call it the stage, because it's, it's not a theater and we're not performing here. Mm -hmm. uh, so today, after the message, get ready to come forward and write. We will do this for the four Sundays, so if you cannot do it today, that's okay. As long as you come back within four Sundays, you will have a chance. You can also pick up the piece of fabric and the Sharpie and take it to your seat and do it there, if it's more comfortable for you. You can also take it home. Ah, but I'm so afraid that you will not bring it back. So that's not my first choice. Uh, if you take it back home, you need to have uh, have it searing your conscience that you had to bring it back. Because we will need all of them to do the art piece. If you choose not to participate, that's also okay. We've been talking about this with the staff and we uh, agree that the message from this spot is one of freedom. 
So you have freedom to do what you think you can do. When you write your thoughts, prayers, feelings on the fabric, I want to invite you to think about our church a year ago. I want, you, I want to invite you to think about what you went through personally when your beloved pastor had to leave the church. About what you went through when you didn't know what was going on. What you went through when you heard here and there what had happened. Or what you went through up to this day when you perhaps still don't know. I know it's a difficult thing, I know because for me it's very difficult to bring back those moments. The reason we do it is because we are very aware that some of you did not move forward from that. Actually, some who didn't move forward moved on and left the church. But I also know that we owe it to the generations to come to solve this unfinished business in our hearts. Because there's nothing more complicated and hard to overcome than a church that has not faced its worst moments. When we do it, we process, we may hurt again the same way we did before. But doing something about it is something we must face. So difficult as it is, I invite you to participate in this process. What you write on those pieces of fabric will not be read by anybody. It's yours and God's. You can share it as to your pleasure, you know. You can, you can share it with whoever you want. That's up to you, but not up to us. We will not share it. In the piece of art, that will not be readable, that will not be seen. And you'll be able to celebrate that piece of art. So back to Peter. Peter denies that he has ever been with Jesus, that he has been uh, a part of that group of disciples. He denies. <laughs> because when something horrible happens, we get into a denial mode. I want to say something about Peter and Peter's defense. Peter was not a coward. Do you read Peter in the Bible as a coward? The guy who took his sword to cut the ear of a soldier. That's not a coward. The guy who preached to 3,000 people on the day of Pentecost, that's not a coward. Peter was not a coward. And Peter was not betraying the cause of Jesus. He was not cowardice nor betrayal that moved or inspired Peter's denial. It was probably a little of not thinking, which Peter tend to do, tended to do. But I will propose to you that what moved Peter's 
Peter to deny was this overwhelming feeling that this could not be happening, that this had not happened, that he had not really walked with Jesus, that he was not a part of that, that, that it couldn't be possible that in his simple life of a fisherman, he had experienced what he had experienced with Jesus and that he had to say in front of this ugly reality, no, I don't have anything to do with it. Denial. Denial is a coping mechanism. When you cannot cope with reality, you deny it. Pure and simple. And as I told you the story of my daughter Sabrina, my reaction, I'm sure you can come up with tens, thousand stories like that. That in your personal life, you look at something happening and you say, nah. <laughs> This is not right. No. I have known a lot of people in ministry who tell me the story of their call, their call to ministry, and they say, and the Lord called me, and they said no. And the Lord called me, and they said no. And you have plenty of people in the Bible who were called by God, and they said no initially. Of course, saying no to God is another story. It's kind of difficult, and you end up doing what God wants sooner or later. But if you remember, Moses said, I cannot talk. Jeremiah said, I'm too young. Isaiah said, I'm impure. All these wonderful prophets and leaders of the Judeo-Christian tradition started by saying no. Not because they wanted to be disobedient, not because they were uh, afraid of the task, but because they couldn't, they couldn't accept the fact that God was calling them. When reality is difficult to accept, denial is the mode that we trigger the best. We read today from Luke, this is a passage that is um, repeated in other Gospels. In another Gospel, it says that after Peter had denied his association with Jesus for the third time, by the way, I, I, I'm of the persuasion that he didn't deny Jesus. He didn't say, no, he is not the Messiah. He didn't say, no, he's not the Son of God. He didn't say, no, he didn't do the miracles that we saw him doing. He didn't deny Jesus, he denied his association with Jesus. That's a little different. Especially if you're gonna, if some people are gonna talk betrayal. After the third time he denies this, the other gospel says that he saw Jesus. Jesus was at the corner of the courtyard and turned around and looked at Peter, and Peter saw him, and they had a, a second, a split second of eye contact. And Peter cried, Peter. And I tell you my take on that, since I'm the one with the mic here. 
when we see Jesus with the reality. He cried bitterly because he realized that yes, the time of denial was over, that he had to accept whatever plight there was for him because he was one of Jesus' men. So I invite you today, I invite you to come up and write on those pieces of cloth. I invite you to look inside and see how you felt and how you're still feeling about things that transpire in this church. You may have other wounds. There were last, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we received when we received the new members uh, for the last year, there were about 15 of you who had not been there when, when this happened. But if you are human, you know pain. Because pain is a very human emotion, very human experience. So whatever it is that broke your heart, you can pour it out into those pieces of cloth. Talk about it. Talk about it. You can talk to me. You can talk to the leaders of the church. You can talk to other brothers and sisters who were here at the time. Talk. Talk. Nothing will get broken if you talk about it. Because if it's that vulnerable, it's broken already. And we don't want to be uh, such a vulnerable, feeble congregation. We want to be a strong congregation where we can talk about things. We have talked in this congregation about very hard issues you have through the years. You have taken stands for, for very hard issues. So talk about it. And I invite you to look at Jesus because making eye contact with Jesus will give you a glimpse of reality. Allow me to pray while Mandela comes to the piano. Lord God, you were there. You were there in that courtyard with Peter when and he denied knowing you. And you were there last year here when, when Ben left the church. You were there with the council when they had to make decisions and couldn't share and get the wisdom of the congregation. You were there when Ben left the place and the church remained without a pastor for so many months. You were there. You have been there all through the journey. So now that we allow the necessary time, I guess, to start seeing a glimpse of healing, and for some of us to feel that we can put that behind us. It's not that we want to revisit a bad time. It's that we need to make sure 
that there is true healing. 